You're listening to Two Smart Assets with Chris Thompson and Danny Nichols. This is your source for passive investing in real estate syndications. It's time for us to gain knowledge and take action. So let's go. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is the Two Smart Assets podcast. I am your host, Danny Nichols, here once again with my co-host, Chris Thompson. I'm excited to be here, Danny. You know, it's good to see you, Chris. This week, we have a great episode uh, and another great guest, Mary Wynn, and she provides some great information, and I'm excited to share it with the listeners. But uh, what are we talking about this week, Chris? You know, Mary's uh, super smart. Uh, we talked about how she got started in real estate and, you know, kind of an accidental landlord story there. It's pretty uh, pretty interesting. And we also talked about uh, investing with the self-directed IRA and some of the pros and cons that kind of go with that and, you know some things to consider uh, before you do that. So it's pretty good. She's smart. Absolutely. I took a lot away from this, uh, from this conversation. I hope our listeners will as well, but a couple of quick things before we get started, if you are a passive investor or looking to get into passive investing, head over to our website at twosmartassets.com. There we have some great resources for passive investors. First, you can get our guide to passive investing in apartment syndications. Just a simple overview about how you can get started in apartment syndication investing or check out our sample deal. The sample deal is going to give you an idea of what you, what you can expect to receive from an operator when an opportunity comes up. And we're seeing activity pick up a little bit, so it's definitely good to be primed and ready for this. So after you look at these, if you have any questions, uh, please leave us a message, twosmartassets.com. You can go to our contact us page, or you can find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We post multiple times every weekday, so send us a message there or drop a, a comment on one of our posts. We'd love to connect with everybody. Also, if you're a fan of the show, please head over to iTunes or wherever you're listening or viewing this podcast and leave, leave us a rating and written review. It really helps us reach more like-minded individuals so we can help grow this podcast and benefit more, more investors as well. So we'd really appreciate that. But now that we got through that, let's jump into the show. Hey everyone, today's guest is Mary Wynn. Mary started her real estate investing career by purchasing her first home in 2002. Her experience includes fix and flip, private lending, and commercial syndications and self-storage, ATM machines, and multifamily. Mary's work experience includes management consulting at Accenture, project management for tech startups, and event management for Special Olympics in Southern California. She transitioned into medical sales where she consistently ranks in the top three every year over the last decade. In her spare time, she organizes ski trips across the U.S. and ventures through 47 countries and counting. Wow. Mary is the founder and managing principal of Blue Door Equity, where they create strategic partnerships with experienced commercial real estate operators to provide vision professionals with access to passive cash flow investment opportunities. Mary, it's great to see you again. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is, we're going we're gonna to have a great conversation today, so I'm very excited. But, uh, you know... Today, we're going to talk uh, about investing in real estate with a self-directed IRA. That's going to be the meat of kind of what we talk about. But before we jump into that, you know, let's just rewind a little bit. Tell us how you got started in real estate investing. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I started getting um, started because um, a lot of my childhood really influenced the decisions I made in my life. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of money growing up. And um, my father was actually a soldier in the Vietnam War. So during the fall of Saigon, he, uh, he knew to leave and we immigrated from Vietnam right, right after the fall. Um, so we, we came over, my parents didn't speak any English and um, they were thrust, you know, in this new world, just trying to figure out you know, how to survive. And 
Um, so he ended up getting a job as a welder and he had a support of family of seven. So we had five kids. Wow. Um, so I never saw my father growing up. Uh, he would wake up early in the morning at six in the morning and he'd work so hard and come back home totally exhausted. Um, and, and he'd have only have a couple of hours to spend with us before he'd go to bed and do the exact same thing again for like the next 30, 30 years of his life. Um, and, uh, pretty much close to, uh, his retirement age, he actually had lost quite a bit of money in the stock market. And I just remember how stressful this was for my parents and already to a situation where, you know, we didn't have a lot, uh, growing up. So, and I remember I just, I had to figure out like a better way for my life. Um, and I had always heard that, you know, rich people always seem to have real estate, right? Yeah, so, sure. <laughs> um, as soon as I had enough money, um, I started going to, uh, 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 real estate meetings. I looked online and found a meetup group called Phoebe for investors by investors. And, um, it was a local meeting in West LA. And, um, when I first walked into it, I immediately wanted to walk right out because the room, there was about eight <laughs> people in the room and there was all men. <laughs> Okay. I, I was the only woman, so I like felt first overwhelmed and a bit intimidated. You know, I'm like, what am I doing? I, do I belong in this room? These are, I mean, I don't know anything about real estate. So, I mean, and I invited someone else the next time to come with me, a female friend, and she never came back with me again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, man. so, basically, I stuck with it, and um, I met an operator who um, um, did uh, fix and flips in Memphis, and then through the meetings. Um, I discovered that you can buy real estate um, through a self-directed IRA. And um, so basically, I, um, I, I vetted this uh, operator out. And after some time, I decided to invest with him. I used my self-directed IRA. And everything just went smoothly from that point on. I did forget to tell you about my first purchase. <laughs> okay, yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Oh, I, I became an accident landlord because I, I had a, I always knew I wanted to buy real estate and I bought my first property with my ex-boyfriend. And so after wow. we broke up, um, I had to figure out how to buy him out of the property. And um, I was working for a nonprofit at the time and I basically, we broke up, I bought him out and I started house hacking and I rented out the rooms to, uh, to some renters. So it was great. That's kind of what started was just the passive stream of income. And I just realized how powerful that was too at the time. So was that, was that before or after you went to the, the actual, the, that for investor by investor meeting? Was that, a, was that after that? Oh, that was before actually. Oh really? Yeah that, yeah. that was before I believe so. Yeah. I bought my house in 2002 and then, um, um, uh, and then I was making some money and then I switched jobs to do medical sales. And then I uh, basically started making a lot more and I was just trying to figure out, you know, how to properly place that extra capital that I was making. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's kind of like what kicked it all off for you. That's a, that's pretty amazing. So, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, investing with a self-directed IRA. You know, sure. there's, there's, there's a ton of ways to get into real estate investing, right? Um, right. You know, and one of the most interesting and potentially, I guess, least known, at least from the people that I talk to, uh, ways to participate in real estate is through investing in a, a qualified retirement plan. I guess a lot, you know, a lot of people don't think of like, Hey, you know, I need some cash to go invest in real estate. Well, there are other avenues. So, and I know you've had some experience with it, like you said before. 
Um, let's say someone is interested in exploring this avenue, doesn't know anything about right. you know investing with an IRA or just a, some sort of qualified retirement plan. Mm -hmm. how, how would you suggest someone like that get started? Like just basically the beginning, how to get started, even looking into investing with an IRA. Right, right. So there actually, there's a ton of information online. So um, they would just need to decide, you know, what is their best investment strategy? Basically, what kind of goals do they have? Um, and also they would need to, if they are self-employed, then I would also look at doing a solo 401. So you can um, invest with your 401. But basically, to get started, uh, just I would look online and figure out uh, what companies you want to work with. There's a lot of different options that they may have. Um, some companies are smaller, so they might not have the, the department to properly process all the transactions, so they may take longer, right? Um, right. Like, I had a custodian who um, basically the VP of this bank would have to approve all the um, possible deals and she would take a minimum of a week to review it. Oh wow. So you, you definitely want to make sure that the company has enough people to process it and that they're familiar with your type of investing strategy. Like some, some companies are, uh, they don't deal with precious metals and gold. So they're not familiar with those sort of deals and others are more familiar with syndication deals and um, investing uh, through retirement, through like buying apartment, buying, you know, commercial real estate, like, you know, self storage and et cetera. Um, so you want to see the different types of companies out there, what their services are, what they specialize in. And then a factor that might, you know, influence you is maybe some of the costs. Um, some charge a flat fee and others charge kind of a sliding scale of how much money you have in the account. And um, one thing that my current self-directed IRA does is she, they used to be able to take ACH payments and now they don't. So it's been kind of a, a hassle because now right. I have to accept a check every single month from uh, my syndication that oh, goes wow. directly to, uh, to the custodian. Right. Um, so basically just do your research, figure out what type of companies are out there, what kind of features they offer and what, what they specialize in. And then figure out how you want to fund it. So you can fund it a number of ways. Um, you can fund it with uh, just your, your capital to fund a typical IRA, right? Um, and then, or you can roll over money from an old job. Like if you had a mm. 401 sitting in a Fidelity IRA, you can roll that over to a new provider that does take these alternative assets. Um, and, uh, or you can um, uh, convert an existing IRA to do a, I'm sorry, convert a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA um, once you choose your provider. And then there's, there's a couple of um, prohibited transactions that you can't perform as well. Ah, yeah, anyway, I bet. Keep that in mind. Excellent. Um, so I, I kind of want to touch on, so you're talking about, you know, we're looking into, uh, you know, finding a custodian, a company, and there are I mean, if you just Google this, there are a bunch, right? I mean, there's, mm -hmm. there's a ton to choose from. And you, you bring a, a lot of good points about, you know, how, what to look for in these. What would you say about maybe getting a referral for one of these? I mean, do you think that's probably one of the best ways for a new real estate investor to go try to get some referrals about, hey, you know, somebody else did this with a custodian that had really great reviews or something like that? Do you think that's a, a, definitely an avenue that they should, should explore? Sure, definitely. I mean, if they call me, they call you or they call, you know, some people who have already been doing this and there's quite a few real estate investors who do invest with their self-directed IRAs, then definitely I think that's a good, uh, good referral. That's actually, that's actually how I found a, 
uh, the custodian that I that I go through. It was it was complete referral. You know, I went I went online and uh, I was very new to it and never didn't know anything about it. You know, I'm going on to Google and I'm kind of doing the due diligence uh, the way you were talking about it, looking, see what they offer, fees and stuff like that. But I was lost because there were so many, you know, like which one do right. I choose? And, yeah. uh, but luckily I had been referred to uh, a few of them. And so that kind of really steered me in the direction. It, it really helped. So. Right. Yeah. That Absolutely. happened to me too. When I invested with the operator, he referred me to this mm. company. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. What if you, what if you can't get a referral or maybe you're just not lucky enough to know someone who knows someone like, is there anything that you encountered in uh, dealing with or in, in kind of vetting your custodian that in hindsight you could, you could spot as like maybe a red flag or something that should steer someone like me away from moving forward. I mean, I know the ACH thing that's a, that's a hassle, but may, may or may not be a deal breaker. What else is a deal breaker? Yeah. Uh, well, I would just really look at your investing strategy and see if they are familiar with the type of investing you want to do. Um, you know, like if the precious metals or if they're familiar with syndications, then you definitely want to work with the company that is familiar with your investing strategy and that they have the bandwidth to process it in a, in a quick manner. So definitely when they're researching and talking to a couple of companies, just find out how long it takes. What's the process to get a, a deal funded? How long, um, will it take from beginning to end? Um, I know investing with an IRA can take up to a month sometimes. So, and sometimes these deals go quickly. If you have a really good deal, um, it, it, ten, it tends to get funded quickly. So um, you want to take all that into consideration. There is a, a method to also invest with checkbook access or checkbook control where you can actually have access to the checks and you're writing it um, yourself. I'm not as familiar with that process because I didn't create that, but I know that will help speed up the process a lot quicker. Good point. Yeah, that's, that's an excellent point. That, uh, that's something that I've looked into as well, but, uh, there's, there's a lot of options. So like you said, it's important to do, uh, the due diligence up front to make sure, uh, you ask around and, and do your homework for sure. So, so this seems like a very powerful way to start investing in real estate. Maybe not start, but at least get into real estate investing. What what are some of the pros and cons of investing with these type of accounts? What, say I have a 401k and I mean, why would I move it out of a, you know, what's the, I got a 401k, traditional 401k, it's in stocks. Mm -hmm. What are the benefits of investing uh, in one of these uh, with real estate? Well, you definitely have so many more options, you know? Mm. I mean, if you want to get out of the stock market and the volatility as you've kind of seen in the last, you know, month, couple of months, sure. and you want a tangible asset like real estate, then you definitely should look into investing um, with this provider that allows you to do so, right? Um, so there's a lot more options. The only thing you can't invest in um, are life insurance and collectibles. So you can invest in cryptocurrency, you can invest in precious metals, you can invest in buying uh, land, uh, pretty much anything that you can hold title to. Um, so definitely, I think it's, it just opens up the door a lot. Um, so you can really diversify your retirement portfolio. Definitely a powerful tool. And if you have a, and if you have a, it doesn't really matter how much you have in this account, but if you're able to fund a, a deal, let's just take, uh, you know, passive syndication, for example, you can get into a deal with this. You're going to be able to um, use the power of that account to get into these deals. And it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about, because there are a few pros. Have you noticed any cons with these type of investors, you know, investing through a, a self-directed IRA? Have you, have you noticed anything with that? Well, the process might just take a little bit longer to invest. Um, like I mentioned, sometimes it can take up to a month. 
Um, and then uh, you just have to be a little bit more, I think, tedious about understanding the mechanics just to make sure everything is going through. But if you're working with a provider, they can also handhold you through the process, right? Um, so you just have to be a little bit more aware of some of the rules. And, um, but the rules are basically some of the prohibited transactions are you can't invest with someone in your lineal uh, direction, like your grandparents and their spouses and your children and their spouses and their grandkids and their spouses. So that's right. only the, uh, the negative. Um, and then you can't, so just avoid any transactions with any disqualified persons and you can't really invest that in um, an asset where you have personal gain and benefit, right? So like, for example, you can't buy a house and then uh, live in the house. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or you can't buy a house. You can't be related to the goods and exchange of services. So you can't buy a house and you can't fix and flip it yourself. So there's it, it, just some are, of those rules to be aware of. You know, these are, these are all good things to take notice of because, you know, if you're looking to be uh, extremely active in this deal, this might not be the, the route for you to take. So that's a, that's a great point. Chris, did you have something you want to add to that? Uh, no, not yet. Okay, definitely. Uh, the one other thing that I think that people should be aware of uh, that I don't really want to uh, touch on it too much in this unless um, somebody else does, but uh, um, is the, the fact that, you know, there is uh, some sort of, it is, is a tax deferred account, right? This is a certain um, right. account that is tax deferred, uh, really. So, but there is something uh, called UBIT and UDFI that you should be aware of. Again, we don't need to go into detail about it today, but I do think it's something that listeners should be aware of. Yes, definitely. Um, because uh uh, the first investment that I did, it was set up like a promissory note. So it didn't trigger any of these potential taxes. So then um, when I did invest in the next deal, then there was a bunch of things that I wasn't aware of. But definitely, um, if anytime you're investing in a, a deal, typically a syndication, um, then if there's um, a leveraged debt that you're using to create profit, then there's a percentage of how much taxes you have to pay from the amount that was used to fund the deal, make and make uh, make extra money uh, right. because that amount hasn't been taxed yet. But definitely, they definitely want to talk to an experienced CPA <laughs> <laughs> that is familiar with UBIT. Um, I, I have a couple of stories about that, but yeah, I found a really good CPA that just really specializes in, in UBIT and UDFI. That, that's fantastic. And actually, I think we here in just a second, we want to touch a little bit more on the importance of a CPA. But I do have one more uh, just question before we dive into that. Um, so, you know, to be able to learn from other exper people's experiences is huge, especially for us. You know, um, mm -hmm. we've only been doing this for a while. So to be able to, you know, stand on the shoulders of other people, it's been great. So um, can you tell us a few things maybe that you learned the hard way during this process, making these investments or any mistakes or issues you've come up with uh, that our listeners maybe should just kind of take to heart and be like, Oh, I'm right. keeping up, looking out for that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, when I opened up my uh, self-directed IRA account, um, I didn't create an EIN number and I didn't know I had to. Um, so for the longest time, I don't, it didn't, there was no need to pay attention to this because I was using it as a promissory note, right? Like I was lending and that wasn't, I wasn't borrowing other money. So it wasn't triggering that tax. So it does come into play when you actually have to pay taxes. So when I invested in a self storage facility, it uh, was a syndication at leveraged debt and it triggered the unrelated debt finance income tax, which is UDFI. And then I had to pay the UBIT, which is unrelated business, business income tax. Um, and then I also noticed when I got my K-1, um, the first couple of years, I kind of, I heard about this, but I didn't pay attention to this, right? I kind of like kept it in the back of my right. head. And then um, because you really, um, 
you don't have to pay taxes until you make over like a thousand dollars on the mm. K one, right? And because a lot of the syndications they're depreciating and they're going through cost segregation, it shows up as a paper loss for the first mm. couple of years, even though you're making money. Right. But when it comes time to sell, then that's typically when it's triggering this tax. So a few years later down the road, when the self storage sold. Um, I realized I need to find a better CPA that understands this because a year before the CPA actually looked at the K-1 and said, what is this? What do you want me to do with it? He asked me and I I couldn't believe it. (laughs) And so that's why I found another one that actually specializes in it. Um, And uh, he figured out the EIN was incorrect. They had been used the the sponsor was using some EIN. I didn't know how that came about. Uh, so I had to actually create a new EIN online and um, I had to pay taxes through the self-directed IRA. And I had just funded another deal, used up all my money to fund the second deal. So I had no more money left sitting in the IRA to pay for taxes. Oh. And it was coming out like a couple of weeks, like it was literally two weeks before the deadline <laughs> when taxes are wow. due. So I had to do a, a backdoor Roth contribution because I also used a self-directed Roth IRA and I don't recommend using a self-directed Roth IRA because you're kind of double taxed. I would recommend going the self, I'm sorry, the self-directed traditional IRA or mm. investing through a solo 401 because solo 401 just avoids those taxes completely. Right. Um, but anyway, so I had to, I had to, um, contribute to a traditional IRA because I, I didn't meet the, in, uh, the requirements for a Roth. I had already exceeded the income uh, requirements. Mm-hmm. I had to um, give money to a traditional IRA, set up a new account, and then ro- do a backdoor contribution through in, uh, to the Roth. <laughs> and then from there, roll it over to my custodian and then pay for the taxes. So it was actually really uh, hectic. <laughs> and then I it had sounds to change stressful. The, the EIN number online. Yeah. Um, but so be aware of all that. I mean, it usually isn't that difficult. I just didn't research all of that in the beginning. So it just kind of created an extra stress level, level of stress. Um, but really investing with the self-directed IRA, it's, it's such a great opportunity to diversify your retirement portfolio and um, hold tangible assets. And a lot of these, investments uh, do so much more uh, you can get a better return typically than the stock market and that's why I do it so absolutely you have to outweigh you know what you're gonna pay in taxes and and, the, and what you're gonna get in return absolutely and it sounds like you know I totally agree with that and uh, it sounds like you went through uh, quite the process there and uh, I uh, you know I think uh, for a lot of people being that educated on this subject uh, they might just have you know it's good to be ed- that educated up front but that's a lot I'd have to say so uh, but uh, that's some good stuff for our listeners for sure and I think it also goes into the importance of uh, looking for uh, a good CPA right which I think Chris might have some uh, questions for that so yeah I mean it's it, that's such a scary thought when you know the person I've relied on is asking me I'm like <laughs> like make my heart skip a beat there kind of when we're <laughs> dealing with so much money here uh you know I guess it, like what what are you looking for in terms of your CPA what kind of questions are you asking them because you know you have you know uh you're dealing with investments of different kind of asset classes and like how are you how, like how do you build confidence in the person that you're choosing as your CPA? 
Well, I, I went on bigger pockets and I researched to see who, you know, is familiar with UBIT and UDFI. Um, and um, so I found my CPA that way, Stephen Hamilton, um, and he's been pretty good. And he does it day in and day out. It's not like he does a couple a year. He's a, he's an expert. Plus he has a, um, I think it's an NTPI uh, designation, which is a national tax practice institute or something. So it's basically it's like a, a designation for taxes for people who actually teach others on wow. uh, different areas of tax. So. Okay. Well, when you're, when you're using that CPA, he's not local to you. Is he? He's national. He's not. Yeah. He's, he's in another state. So we okay. do everything uh, virtually. Okay. So that wouldn't, so, far. so that shouldn't be any kind of, uh, any kind of flag at all. Like, you know, location wise, like, I mean, in terms of, because we invest, you know, all across the nation and knowing different States laws, like, is that, that's not uh, something else that is too worrisome, I guess for you. To consider, I mean, you can ask your CPA, are you familiar with the tax laws in, in these states where I'm investing? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's definitely something you can ask your, your CPA, you know, see if they're familiar with it and, and if, if um, they'll be able to do your taxes. So that's a good point. Sure. Yeah, I think it just goes back to, to doing the due diligence, you know, and maybe uh, the one option, you know, kind of going through and you know, see if you can get referrals and then also um, expanding on your search. So I think it's, it's quite important as well. The same, same with the custodian for, you know, a self-directed IRA, same with the CPA, you know, you need to put in the homework and uh, find out who's going to be the right fit for sure. So, um, well, you know, right. this has been, it's been a great conversation. It's been great stuff. Uh, but before we run out of time, we want to shine the spotlight on you, Mary. Uh, so tell the listeners what you have going on. If you're interested in learning more about passive investing or real estate syndications, I have a great e-guide on my website, 88 Due Diligence Questions for Real Estate Syndications. Uh, it's a free download. Just go to bluedoorequity.com. Uh, I'm also working on a um, Passive Investing 101 course. So if you sign up for my newsletter, then uh, when that's available, you'll be able to get that course. Um, people can reach me at mary at bluedoorequity.com or through my website. I'm also on the social media platforms at uh, bluedoorequity.com on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and on Twitter. Excellent. We're definitely going to put that in the show notes. Uh, so they'll have that there. So if a listener is looking to reach out and learn more, they can get a hold of you as soon as possible. So, well, Mary, it's great having you on the show. Appreciate you talking to us. Uh, but that's all we have for the day. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.